If someone said I couldn't do something, you guaranteed that I would do it. Brian, look, it's always a pleasure whenever I talk to you because you were at the club for so How long did you work here, by the way? Eight years. Eight years. Eight years. And we had our talk because I oh, think I was present. Were you at the temporary club too? No, I wasn't. Um, I came right after that. So I, I, um, I was actually talking to Mike Baumgartner when the temporary club was open and we were chatting. I knew I was leaving City Club of Tokyo and he was like, uh, yeah. Everybody didn't know they were leaving. How did you know you were leaving? I was one of the guys running it. That's why. Okay. So we had a, we had a GM that did a runner. He sure did. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a shame because we all, we all liked him. Um, and he brought me in knowing he was going to do a runner to run the club in his absence. And he was telling me, he's feeding me all this BS, you know, you're going to, you're going to be the guy, you're going to take over as GM. So I was kind of de facto assistant GM, but my, my title was like club manager or some BS like that. He said, yeah, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to be, it's, it's, uh, I'm going to be in Machu Picchu. It's a whole long story. He was going to be there. He even talked to the Peruvian ambassador about it. And he got a, you know, they, he gave him some of his, his uh, Machu Picchu alcohol that he had and made this big story up. I'm going to be there for three weeks, almost a month, and then I'm coming back. I'm going to go to China right away. and uh, Then I'm, then I'll be in, uh, uh, I'll, I'll be in Australia for a bit. Never went to Machu Picchu. He tried to Australia. He, he went to Thailand for, for, did, for did a week. Did he get they, they caught him, but they, they never, he was never prosecuted because he left the country. There's no, you know, there's no, extradition that for, for what he did you know they couldn't prove it it was probably about forty thousand dollars it wasn't a lot yeah it was it was in between 20 and 40. Nah, it wasn't that much um and this is what he did he didn't he didn't steal any money directly, directly. what he did was so he went to much he went to machu picchu he never went to machu picchu he went to thailand said he was in a car accident said he's in the hospital he'll be there for a while around the same time he had this email account i don't know what it was you know let's call mikesmith.com or something you know at at, at MikeSmith.com or something, and he offered to do some marketing work for us, and that was over six months, and it was about forty thousand USD, and he, we sent him the money. That's what he did. That's what he did, and he and he was in Australia the whole time after that. I wonder how many people know the true story. Not many, not many, and I I I know fragments of it. I know a lot of it because we I was involved with it. Okay. Um, the new guy came in. His name was uh, Willem Penterman, a, a Dutchman. And he came in after he did the runner. Yeah, after he did the I runner, he was. That's when they went under. Well, no, they after he did the runner, we figured out what happened, and only a few of us knew, and uh, the membership didn't know. So we were trying to pick up the pieces, and I was working with the owner. I was green, so I'm trying to run the club, keep it keep you know keep it afloat. And I think they realized that when I told them I wasn't going to fire half the staff like tomorrow, um, that I was probably not their guy. So they brought in a guy who would. Now, he, Willem came in and I, very nice man, and uh, he told me the way it was in the beginning. He's like, look, this is the way it's going to work. Um, this guy brought me in to basically dismantle the club. Um, I'm going to do my best to enjoy my time here. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to try to keep in his good graces. Maybe I'll work for him in the future. Maybe I won't. How many years do you have? To, I mean, how much time do you have to do it? Months. Oh, he, so I left the club at the end of the year 2008, December 2008, um, knowing what I was getting out of it. I, um, he's like, look, you, you can stay in your apartment. They were paying for my apartment. 
until the end of January, no problem. Um, then, then you got to get out because we got we have to get rid of all your furniture and stuff like that. Um, he said, uh, "I'll we'll, we'll pay you until the end of the month." Um, <clears throat> and you know, I, I didn't know that I could get more. Now I'd only been there on the books for three months, even though I'd stayed longer because I wasn't legal. Because how old, I, how old were you at this time? I was uh, thirty-four, maybe 30, 34, Yeah, so I came to Japan. I was thirty-three, I believe. Okay. Um, first time? Uh, no, that was the first time I lived here. Okay. For, I came here in 2001, or 2000, sorry, January 1st, 2000 was my first day in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stayed here, you know, I came here every year for uh, three weeks to a month, um, just for vacation. First time I came here, it was less than $300 round trip, including taxes. Um, from? The Y2K special from, from Philadelphia. From Philadelphia. That's where you reign. That's where I Let's grew up. Let's get into that, then we're going to sure. get back into the... The story, so you can tell us about the. I'll um, tell you anything you want about the Central Club. Sure, that was called the Central Club. City Club of Tokyo. City Club of Tokyo, right by the um, Canadian Embassy. Right, right underneath, yeah. Right underneath, right. I heard. I'll tell you what I've heard too. But sure. Okay. Where were you born? You were born in Philadelphia. So I'm not Philadelphian by. I'm actually. So my family's Canadian. Well, my mother's family is Canadian. Um, I'm from Newfoundland. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Okay, come on. Yeah, I'm from Newfoundland. So uh, St. John's, Newfoundland. My grandparents, I lived with them until I was, you know, five, six years old. My brother was born in 78. Okay. Um, You're the oldest? I'm the oldest. I was born in 73. Okay. Um, my, my father, a whole different bag of worms. Uh, he, uh, he was married before my mom. Has a whole different story. One time? Or? Just once, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of, in, on, in my father's family, most of the men have been married before. And uh, either, you know, they outlived their wives or, or they divorced. So where was he from? Uh, he's Philly boy. Philly boy. Um, my grandfather, who was German, uh, was the one that went to Philly. Okay. Uh, my father's family very German. Okay. My mother's family completely Irish Canadian. From Newfoundland. From Newfoundland. Um, okay. We're Newfies, as you say. All right. Mm-hmm. We're Newfoundlanders. Um, my grandparents were completely, you know, fresh off the boat. Um, wonderful people. You knew them. Uh, but yeah, we were. I, I lived with them. This for, is on your mother's side. My mother's side, yeah. Uh, they uh, had slight accents, you know. They. Uh, that's. I don't have a Philly accent because of them. My okay. brother does. You know, he says water instead water? of water. Yeah. How many years between you and your brother? Just five. Just five. Yeah. Did you grow up close, or did you grow up? We fought a lot. Um, now he's one of my best friends. Okay. Yeah, it's um, lucky to have him. He's a good man. Mom and dad stayed together. Mom and dad stayed together as long as they could. Um, dad just didn't know what he wanted. He, no, he. I think he had a lot of regrets. Um, my mother blamed him for years. He just, he needed to, to get, to do his, his thing. He, you know, um, have fun, get out, uh, blamed live him his for life. What? Uh, he, he, cheated on her. Um, but it was more. It wasn't. It was something he did to get out of the marriage because he was too. I think he was, he didn't want to hurt her directly, and that was his way of doing it in a way that he could get out. Are your mother and father still alive? Or no, they both died. Uh, my, my mother died, uh, I want to say it was 2017, a, a month to the day after her birthday. My father did, uh, uh, died 11 months to the day later on her birthday. Oh, but they, They're very close. Were they, 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 were they were close. They, they were still married legally. 
Um, they never remarried. My, my mother and father didn't want to remarry. Um, they both said the same thing. I was, I'm married once. I'm not going to do it again. But your father was married once before. He was. Uh, he married, uh, in fact, I met her uh, a couple years back. Um, her name was Pat, or is Pat. She's still alive. Uh, he married when he was younger. Um, everyone in my father's side had been uh, gotten in trouble when they were younger. So my father ended up in jail. She stuck th- with him uh, during that time. He got to a fight, you know, and, and it was a um, dumb young, young kid. Ended up in jail for a bit. And uh, she stuck with him, so he, he married her. Had a kid. Um, I have a stepbrother. Hadn't seen him for 30 years. How many years difference between you and him? He's in his mid-50s. Um, I think he's, uh, I want to say six or seven, maybe even eight years older. Did you guys ever get close at all? When we were kids, we were kind of close, but he was in a different crowd. He had a different, you know, he, he, he grew up in, um, in uh, Kensington, Philadelphia, which is a really rough neighborhood. Really bad now. At the time, it was, there's a place called Junietta Park where my, um, my parents lived uh, for a bit. Um, and my grandparents, actually, the, uh, the, the Newfoundland, uh, Newfoundlanders uh, grew, uh, lived for, for a bit as well. Why, why, were, why were they there? Did, because of your mother? Yeah. Um, actually, my, my mom was the one who bought the house. Uh, it's interesting. She bought the house, uh, moved them into it. And I don't know the whole story. But do you know who, who was doing, what kind of work were your parents doing? My father was a mechanic. Okay. Uh, had his car own mechanic? business. Car mechanic. Okay. Um, he, he'd done more than just cars. but He was, he was actually very good with his hands. And he had done planes, he had done boats, he had done motorcycles, he had done cars. Anything with an engine? He was on, I want to say it was a Formula One circuit for a very brief time. He was a boxer, semi-pro, um, as was all the men on my, my father's family. Um, they all boxed. Do you look more like your mom or dad? My dad. My mom was absolutely beautiful woman um, when she was younger, when she was older as well. Um, my, my father fell head over heels in love, met her at a, at a bar in Philadelphia is my understanding. Um, and uh, they just fell in love, and, and my father actually saw her at the bar. He was, uh, my, my grandfather and him both bounced. Um, my, my father was bartender, bouncer, my, my grandfather was like a cooler, you know. What's a cooler? Cooler is the bouncer that takes out the trash. He's the guy who, okay. you, he's the one that doesn't get involved until there's a need to he get involved. To. Yeah, my father had a lot of stories, um, as did my grandfather and great-grandfather. Now this is Irish background. The German side. My father's the German, German side. Yeah, 100% German. Ashenfelder is... Your mother is the Irish side. Their, uh, the last name is Costello. Okay. Because I know in America they had a... Especially in the East Coast, the Irish were more policemen and stuff like yeah. that. Right? It's funny. Uh, the policemen in my family are German, though. My yeah. grandfather... My, uh, my uncle, my great-uncle was, was a policeman. Okay. Boots. They used to call them boots. Boots. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to know that story. Okay, okay, okay. Boots Ashenfelder, um, Ray. Yeah, the family's very interesting family. Um, very blue collar, middle class. Were you close with close with mom or dad or both? Or? Uh, both. My father didn't let a lot of people in. Um, he was a good man um, and loved him dearly, but he didn't let a lot of people in. Um, he had a tough childhood. His father was hard on him. When you were growing up in school, <laughs> why you start to smile? Were you more academic, or do you think you this is elementary school first? Were you more academic, or were you more um, physical? Or? I was, uh, I was kind of both. Um, I was in the middle. I was, I was a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, always have been. But um, I was very mischievous. Um, I got in a lot of trouble all the time. I didn't listen to the teachers. I would get up and walk around. I didn't understand why I had to sit in a desk all the time. 
was your school pretty mixed, or was it pretty much homogenous? Mostly people that were from it was Germany or whatever. Very was... homogenous. It was yeah, very. It was, okay. um, you know, we didn't have. It was. I went to a Catholic uh, school for first and all second boys. grade. No, no, it was, it was boys and mixed, girls. Okay. Um, but everybody looked the same. Okay. They all looked kind of yeah. like me, I guess. I mean, right. and there may have been some that didn't, but they, you know, they were. I don't remember. Very few, far between. Not yeah. Even, not noticeable because there were so few. It was Northeast Philadelphia. Um, very homogenous in that. Very respect. homogenous. Everybody probably spoke the same. A lot of Irish and German mixed. Did you speak German when you were young? I did. I did okay. speak a bit of German uh, with my grandfather. I learned um, basic German. Okay. Went to Germany for a bit. I remember pieces of it. Um, okay. I, I also studied German in, in, in high school. Okay. Um, I was a I was a better student in high school than I was before. Well, what about, did you have a, did you guys call it junior high or middle school? Uh, we called it junior high. So you had junior high. That was three grades? Was it three grades? Like uh, So I went for uh, seventh and eighth only. So I went to, I didn't do well in Catholic school. So uh, my, I don't know if I was asked to leave or, or, um, or if my, my mother just uh, decided it was better for me. So I went to a private school from, I repeated second grade. Uh, just because they felt I wasn't, um, it was too early and I wasn't mature enough. So I did second to sixth grade, which was the, the grade school there. And then there was nothing beyond that for that. It was a friend's school, Quaker school, um, which was interesting, but it probably didn't help much. But I did learn a lot, uh, and it made me more a bit more academic. Um, uh, the teachers, some of the teachers were very good. So then I went to a magnet school after that um, called Masterman, Julia R. Masterman. And then I went to another magnet school called Central High School. It used to be Central High School for boys. Then it became co-ed maybe a year before I joined. So uh, thank God. Um, Central High School, Philadelphia. Joined a lot of teams. I wrestled, ran track. What uh, subjects were you most interested in during high school? It was funny. I actually liked German a lot. And I didn't at first because I felt like I was forced to learn grammar, which was grammar. German grammar is very, very complicated for an American. And uh, I studied German diligently, really liked it. Um, other than that, there wasn't really much I liked. I did mm -hmm. like history. I liked my history teacher. Okay. Um, English I did I did well with just because there were certain things I liked to read. But I was the student that said, they said, okay, you're, we're, we're, um, we're reading the Count of Monte Cristo and I would go and, and read David, David Copperfield or something, you know. Yeah. Um, I would read what I wanted to when I wanted to read. I was a terrible student, but at the same time very good at certain things. So like Hamlet, I did very well with. So we had to do uh, extra credit um, with Hamlet. I had this, I remember the teacher, Miss um, St. John. So I just, um, she had said she didn't give many A's out. So I was determined to get an A in my first quarter. Um, so I did whatever extra credit was needed. And luckily we did Hamlet. So Hamlet was one of my favorites. So I read what Hamlet. Did, oh, you read Hamlet? I read it through. I, I memorized it for the most part. Okay. So we had an extra credit assignment. The extra credit assignment was to memorize. Well, it wasn't extra credit. It was actually something we had to do, but... It was, we were graded on it. The extra credit assignment was an additional uh, soliloquy. So you had to memorize one, and it was to be or not to be. Everybody had to memorize it. And then you could pick another. That was for extra credit. Um, so I came in, you'd come in, it was only you um, at the time. You'd come in, you would, you would say, you know, do, uh, recite to be or not to be. And she said, did you do extra credit? I said, yes. And I was determined to show this woman up. It was just, the, if someone said I couldn't do something, you guaranteed that I would do it, right? So she said, uh, well, what did you memorize? I said, pick. 
Excuse me, Mr. Ashenfeller. I said pick anyone you want. Any soliloquy you want, I'll, I'll do it. She said, you're kidding me. I said, no, you, you choose. And she said, okay. Um, what was it? A piece of work is man. What a piece of work is man was the one I did. And I, I memorized it. And I, I said, yep. And she said, I can't believe it. I said, quiz me. Any other one you want. And she was she was astounded, but I got an A. What about sports? Did you have any sport that you particularly liked? I loved sports. Um, I started wrestling uh, my... So I tried every sport. I, I, I grew up playing soccer, baseball, and basketball. And hockey, of course, you know. Um, when I went to Central, I wanted to, I tried playing soccer, football, baseball. Just I just didn't do well with team sports, right? <laughs> I just couldn't I couldn't listen to the coach or you know or respect the coach if he didn't you know um, elicit my respect. Um, so anyway, I ended up becoming a wrestler. Wrestling is not a team sport at all, and I loved it. And the uh, the, the coach Carl Flaxman was such a good man. And I respected the hell out of him. Love the man. Um, you know, I'd always find people like him, and he he coached us. He was he was he was a rough coach. He was very he expected discipline and hundred percent. He said hundred percent is not good enough. Um, but I loved that, and I, I I was with him for four years through high school, and I became captain of the team at the end. Um, and I ran track and field, and I ran cross country, only to keep in tra- and in shape for wrestling. That's what he said. You need to do, he told you you need to do that. He didn't say that. No, he. But you he knew you I just that. wanted to do it because I wanted to be a better wrestler, and, and I loved it. And then I, I fell in love with the sports anyway. I, I ran cross country, and it was something competitive. I loved the competition, um, and I loved pushing my my teammates. And uh, it taught me to be somewhat of a leader. And uh, were you always an eight, a year older than everyone? No, 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 no. We it was uh, the age was about the same. But outside of your teams, did you get involved in any other activities, like any school council or anything like that? I did not. I didn't really, I wasn't a joiner other than this. I tried being a joiner with, with sports, but um, with wrestling, I really fell in love with it, with, with track and field. Um, I pole vaulted in uh, high school. I think I still hold the record at my high school. Um, I was probably the first, I think the first to go over 13 feet, and I the only to ever reach 14. Um, so I, yeah, I... I, I think I still hold the record there. What were your best subjects in high school? Uh, Is it German? Yeah, German and, and yeah. Um, maybe uh, history. And history, okay. And, and maybe English, when I wanted to be. So did you go straight to college after high school? I did, I did. Um, so I, it's, it's funny, I actually joined the Air Force, uh, long story, but uh, yes, I was in the Air Force. Um, I did not... Did you ever tell me that? We did, we talked about it briefly. How long were you in the Air Force? Just, just a year. Yeah, I, I didn't. Once again, I'm not a joiner. That's a long story. And and I got out during Clinton when there were a lot of cutbacks. And they basically, I said, look, I'm not sure if I'm in the right place. The guy actually, literally, you enlisted. This was enlisted. So yes, but I enlisted, but I also joined um, uh, officer training. Okay, so you went to officer training yeah. school, OTS. Okay. Yes. That's why you. So did you go to Colorado? I did. Okay. Uh, well, um, I was actually in San Antonio as well. Lackman. Well, yes. wait, wait. Why, why did you go? So what were you planning to do in the Air Force? Uh, I actually wanted to be a pilot, okay. to be honest with you. Um, I didn't... A fighter pilot? Or yeah, maybe well, or just, just well, a fighter pilot. pilot, of course, but a pilot in general. Um, a friend of mine, I actually applied to the Naval Academy. And uh, this was something I really wanted to do. Now, I got in a fight with my father, this argument, which led me away from the Navy. Um, 
I had about a, the Navy. About no, well, no, my, and my I didn't know that my father had been in in the Navy. Well, you, I, I didn't know. We never knew. My grandfather had, and probably forced my. Did he? How long did he stay in the Navy, your father? My father got. Uh, he did something to get him, get himself kicked out. Okay. Um, I didn't exactly get kicked out, luckily, but uh, I, I volunteered to leave. But it was during a time where they were begging people to leave because of the, the cutbacks that Clinton made. So um, what did you do after that when you left the Air Force? Did you went to college, uh, college, studied. Um, I actually left uh, Penn State and went to um, Temple University in Philadelphia at one point. Wasn't doing well in school. Uh, actually tried to go back to the Navy at one point. Talked about uh, talked to a recruiter who wanted to set me up. I did really well at the um, the ASVABs, the uh, aptitude test. Did very very well. Uh, top five percent in the ASVABs. And he's like, you can do anything you want. And I said, I'd love to be a SEAL. So he put me in touch with some SEALs. That I trained with for a little while. Anyway, so you finished the military, decided, graduated from college. Decided I wasn't going to go back. Right. Uh, went went back to so I um, my uh, college was on and off too. That's a that's a thirteen year period. Took off from college, I went to a computer school and and uh, uh, Chubb Institute, learned how to program. I was going to to Penn State. I left. I realized I'm not going to graduate this school. Um, it's not my thing. I'm not going. I I can't deal with living on my own and and just and and being left to my own vices especially in a school like this it's better that I go home and I go I go to a school like Temple that is uh, commuting you know commuting back and forth because this mm -hmm. this will keep me honest and I made that what, 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 what were you doing that was you just couldn't you stay was, up too late I would stay up too late time. it's funny thing I was competing in martial arts at the time I was training six hours a day doing that I would I was training every day, and then I moved into a house outside of the dorm, and I trained even more. So I, I was on a, a karate team at the time, and I was I was training, uh, was fighting in tournaments, and I would all my classes finished at thurs on Thursday afternoon, and then I would drive home to to go uh, train with the team on Thursday night and Friday night, and then compete on the weekends. And during the week, I would I'd wake up late, often miss classes. I'd go to my classes sometimes. I'd see some friends sometimes, but then I'd go home, and I had these two stoner roommates. They were really cool, but the, the everything smelled like marijuana okay. in the house. And if you right. don't sleep on the couch, you get high. Right. They would be out, uh, sometimes come back uh, late, or just go to bed early after smoking up. And I would just train. Uh, I moved to D.C. after that. I, I met a girl at Temple University. I met her. She wasn't a student. She was there with her mother, who was doing uh, Japan Festival. And I uh, was asked to assist, uh, just because there was no one else, I guess. The, there was a dance teacher and the kimono expert, and that was my future fiancé's mother. Um, we dated for almost seven years. Uh, the last year we were engaged. Louise, um, all in Philly? All in uh, Philly. Uh, the last two years were in D.C., uh, for the most part. Okay. It started off in Philadelphia, and I was commuting back and forth to D.C., okay. and then I moved to D.C. for her. Her visa ended. She came back to Japan. Mm. Um, got a job at the ACCJ, uh, membership manager. You came here because of her. I did. Uh, but I met her then. Yeah, you met her. You know her. Um, <clears throat> doesn't matter. I know she's tall. Yeah. yeah she's, she's Japanese. She is. Married to but an American. she speaks English fluently. Yeah, she grew up uh, part of her life. She spent a lot of her life in the U.S. Yeah, I remember meeting her once because that's how we started to talk, I think, afterwards. I found out somehow or another you two were 
she either told me that you were here or you told me about one or the other. Probably told. It was probably was, telling. while I was president, I think. That was yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> she actually changed my life. I mean, I learned a lot through her. Um, we the broke the breakup for me was it was heartbreaking, and and I we broke up. I came to Japan to live here. After that, I'd already been planning to come. I had tried many things, okay. and I failed a lot. Okay. And through failure, I learned to be stronger and better. Um, I failed while I was here, right. badly. I what, failed what, because of your girlfriend. No, no, no. Uh, that that was one failure. But what it you was, mean was what I mean crowd. is at 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 TAC, I failed. How'd you fail attack? Long story, but um, so I, after I moved to, to Japan, I, I struggled for a few years. Um, I worked for City Club of Tokyo. Um, that went down. I taught English for a little bit. I did some soft skills training. I got the job at TAC uh, right after the earthquake. There were so many things that happened, and it was, oftentimes it may not have been, you could say my fault, but it was, I was the one who was running the event. Yeah. I was responsible for it. And I didn't take 100% responsibility from the beginning. That was my job. I see. And I, I see. that's what I learned. So you learned that from there. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's your responsibility. It's right. You know when it's not your responsibility? When you're not there. Right. If you're involved. If you're, not there, you're responsible. Yeah, if you're involved in any way, it's your, your responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. And that's, you know, the military taught mm -hmm. me that as well. Um, I didn't know that when I was a kid. I didn't take that lesson. Okay. You take responsibility for everything in your life. And if you don't, that's your failure. If there's a failure, it doesn't matter who's to blame. It's your failure, yeah. and you need to own it. And I, I learned that here. Um, I became who I am now because of Token American Club. You Hard lessons, so, absolutely, one hundred percent. I well, owe everyone. You do a lot of stuff. I know during my time, it was very interesting. But you were always there. You always, whatever you took on when I was concerned, you made sure it happened. Well, I, and I learned that. Um, you know, uh, everything led up to that. Uh, I had some tough times. Uh, Nori Yamazaki and I went through a lot together. Um, we became friends at the end. Um, he believed in me. Uh, but we had some really tough times together. We banged heads a lot. And then we became allies um, somewhere along the line. I remember, I remember the day. It was, up, it was over here. I left banquets because, or left TAC because I didn't want to be typecast. I wanted to grow more. I wanted to learn more. Um, after seven years? After, yeah, seven years. Almost eight. It was, it was just before eight years. Um, I uh, took a job with Weber, barbecue company. Um, at first, doing things that were more in line with what I've been doing, you know, organizing events. There's some marketing and sales involved as well. Um, actually, a lot of sales, a lot of marketing. So I knew it would be a learning uh, opportunity. Um, I wanted to grow beyond what I had done here. I knew that it was time. There was nothing else I could learn. I didn't want to leave, actually. I really liked it here. I was comfortable. I liked working with Nori, who was really sad to see me leave. I liked working with Tony Callow, who was here at the time. We'd become close. I loved the members. You know, I had some members like yourself, that I was really close to and I, I would miss. And I knew that. But I knew I had no choice. I had to leave. I had to, in order to grow further, I had to make my mistakes. I was scared to death. So I went to Weber. First day, I sent 200 emails. I was so scared that I was going to not make sales. First two days, I should say. I literally sat down at the desk just going through all my business cards and I sent 200 plus emails. In that first week, probably more than 300. Um, during training as well. Uh, I left there... Uh, some issues with management there as well, and it started to go downhill. And we all knew the time was was nigh, and that we had to make our um, our plans. Um, eventually, they gave me a package, and I, I left. Um, and it was it was wonderful. It was great. I was like, this is great. I, I learned. I was there for three years. Made some great friends who were all, some had left, others were leaving. And I knew that was coming. And um, 
I was approached by a film production company. Who you are now. Where I am now. Okay. Name Cutter Studios. I did not think that would be something that would be a fit. How long have you been there? A year. A year now. Yeah. Uh, it, last November, I, I joined on a quote-unquote trial basis to, okay. to feel things out. What, which were was, you, what were you supposed to do? Uh, business development. Um, so I do sales and business development, um, strategy, et cetera, um, some marketing uh, at this point. It's, it's a startup mentality. Uh, I joined, I liked the vision of the uh, managing director, Ryan. I, I, I like the guy. Um, I like working with him. And I believe that for the leadership team, I have a lot to offer that they don't have, which is the, which is the business side. Um, and I, I joined for you know, the, the first part of it, the end of the year. Um, I, I had no, I wanted to, to keep having my freedom and just go to wine tastings and relax and stuff like that. But they, they convinced me to, to, to try it out, come on. And they made it very easy for me. They said, look, we'll give you a trial start. And then you can, if you like it, um, you can join at the beginning of the year. So I, I worked with them. I, I grew close to a couple of people. Um, they had a very young CFO, 27 years old, who's still there. Um, amazing kid. Uh, very bright and uh, some amazing creators. Um, the creators there are, I would say, the best in the industry. I would only join in a sales situation for a company that I knew I could sell the product. Okay. Our product is the people. It's the the creators and and what they do. It's bar none. It's it's, it's the best. I've never seen anything like what, what they do. What are some of the things they do? What do they do? So we, we do commercials. Um, uh, what we do here in, in Japan, in Japan, Japan and, and and globally. Okay. Um, we tell stories. That's what we do. Um, we sell and tell stories. Um, now, those stories can be in the form of commercial. They can be a, an internal uh, company's um, reporting videos or films. It could be a movie, which we're in the, in the uh, process of developing. It could be a series, a documentary. We do it all. Um, our creators are also our directors, are also our editors. They have all the experience. They know how to do everything from the beginning to the end. Um, our company has a history of post-production. So we use that knowledge and experience to plan from the beginning so that everything is planned out and the chance of failure is near impossible. It guarantees success. Um, and it's an amazing business. It's crazy business. I got myself into this a year ago and I'm, I'm you know, I've always had an interest in, in film and I even was a theater major in college at one point and loved it. I just didn't want to be a waiter, so I, I got out of it. Um, but it, that storytelling is, is something that not everyone can do well. Um, not everyone can, not only can they not tell the story well, they don't know how to show that to the audience so that the audience can understand it and engage with it. We do. We do. And all three of our creators are amazing. Um, and they're all different. It's, it's, uh, I'm still getting to know, I mean, I've, I've studied their work. I've, I've seen, you know, their, the stuff that they've done and I've worked with them personally and I'm still getting to know what that means and how deep it is. Um, one of our, uh, creators is interested, her dance is her thing. So she incorporates dance and movement into every, everything she does. The other just likes to tell a good story. She likes people and, and telling people stories, right? And it's, she engages with people and, and it's it's beautiful 
I've gotten more comments about that than anyone else. And then our other, my, my, my boss for all intents and purposes, he likes sound and, uh, and trying to get immerse the person into your, your the viewer into the story. Right? He uses sound, he uses point of view and other things to do this. Um, it's amazing. What he does is incredible, what they all do. Um, so that's, uh, that's what I do now. I want to thank you, Brian, for taking this time out. No, fantastic. no problem. Okay. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And never forget, it's all unknown. So continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed. Thank you.